Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello out there. Welcome back to Talking to Nobody. I'm Zane, and we've got a great show for you this week. My next guest is Taryn Falsetti, an actress, bar instructor, and personal trainer. She is extremely passionate about inspiring others through fitness and helping people realize their self-worth by accepting, owning, and taking care of their bodies. She took a courageous leap and changed her original plan of attending law school to pursue a career in acting. Taryn talks about her battle with depression, anxiety, OCD, and ADD, and how she got herself back on track after losing her way for a time. She hopes that through storytelling, she can help people to reevaluate their beliefs and perceptions. She is so honest about her journey and reminds us that we are deserving of forgiveness, second chances, and going after what we really want. Hope you enjoy! Talking to nobody so you want to be somebody We are again on Talking to Nobody, and this time with the lovely Taryn Falsetti, right? Hello. Falsetti, yes, yes, yes. Falsetti in Italy. Oh, yes, but in America. We'll, <laughs> we'll stick to the easy way. Yeah, the easy way. Um, and she actually happens to be one of my bosses at one of my <laughs> many jobs, so I guess I better be on my best behavior. <laughs> um, yes, Taryn and I work at Pure Bar Hollywood together. She's a teacher and the front desk manager. I actually took your class today, yeah. and it totally kicked my ass. Good. <laughs> I, which I definitely needed. I ate so much crap over Thanksgiving. We so. all did. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. So, yes, uh, for those of you who have listened before, you know that we have started a tradition on the show where the guests pick their favorite drink of all time. I go out and find it, make it, whatever it is, and we drink it together. So, Taryn, what drink did you choose? I picked a spicy margarita. Spicy margarita. Yes, I am not a huge spicy fan. Oh, no. But I am doing this for you. Don't get another seed. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh, the seeds. I haven't always been a spicy fan. It grew on me. How did that, did you have to work up to it? I guess so. Okay. really did. Okay. Yeah, well, that's what I'm I never to used do. to like spicy things, and now I feel like I feel a little bit classier. No, yeah, like yeah. It. Was it the spicy I can't margarita? Drink Bloody Marys. Okay, I can't. It's like drinking ketchup. Or Ke- something. Yeah, it's so heavy. I don't know why people. I used to order that. them to like look cool, right? And then I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't drink it. I can't drink that. And they spicy put all like mark. this stuff. Yeah, that's like a nice you know, happy medium between mm-hmm. the two. So, yeah, no, I mean, this is actually not bad. I'm proud of myself, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Um, yes, another thing we do on Talking to Nobody is the Zodiac comparison. Mm-hmm. So how it works is I will just 
mention traits that this unknown website I use has mentioned that you possess, and if you think it's, or your sign possesses, and if you think it's true, then say yes. If not, then, you know, correct it if it's wrong. So you are born on August 10th. Yes. And you're, that makes you a Leo. Yes. Do you think you're pretty? I think I am. Hardcore Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. It says your positive traits include warm, like like a warm person, or, or is that like, are you always warm, or you're warm to other people? I don't know exactly. I'm very sweaty. Sweat. Okay. <laughs> that works. I, I think I am a kind, warm, friendly person, friendly but I am person. also a very sweaty person, sweaty so person. I think they both apply to me. Well, perfect. Action-oriented and driven by the desire to be loved and admired. Hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. You're a very hard worker. You're, like, always working. I do like to be loved. Being loved is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it also says you love to be in the limelight. Would you say that's pretty true? I'd say so. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's not always, like, not always, like, the star, Mm. but I'm definitely, ever since I was a little kid, I've definitely wanted to, like, make people laugh or... You know, <laughs> be the person was, that is entertaining. Yeah, be really entertaining. Yeah. I did a lot of weird shit growing up, and <laughs> now that I, you know, it all it all stems from that like same, you know, yeah. longing to to be in the limelight, to be entertaining. Yes, it also says you're energetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that goes with that. Uh, entertaining, optimistic, straightforward, and loyal. I'm straightforward. Hmm. Pretty loyal. Hmm. That's good. So this this website's pretty on point. Yeah. Moving on to negative traits. Mm. Egotistical. Sometimes. You have, like, moments. Moments. But do you think you're able to recognize when you're acting that way and kind of, like, put yourself in check? Yeah. That's good. I think I usually only realize it when I'm talking to somebody I'm really close to. Mm, Probably, okay. like, my sister or my boyfriend where it's just, like, you know, venting. Right. Like, your thoughts straight out of your mouth, and then you realize, like, okay. Oh, shit. If I can't say this to anybody else, Mm. (laughs) then this isn't appropriate for me to be feeling this way. Right. But, I mean, you're comfortable with that. they put me in my place. That's good. That's good you're surrounded by people who will do that. I mean, if you're self-aware, I think that's step one. Yeah. It says you're possessive, dominating, impatient, arrogant. Hmm. Possessive? I don't think so. Okay. Um, dominating, I guess sometimes. I mean, I, you're I, a, I, a leader. Yeah, I'm definitely, yeah. like, a, a leader. I like to take charge. Um, I also like to do a lot of work mm-hmm. and take credit for that. Right. Um, so I'd agree with that. But that, I mean, that's in a positive. That's a good end, Yeah, that's, like, a thing. positive trait. Yeah, okay, impatient. I mean, aren't, aren't we all a little impatient? I'm definitely in impatient. Yeah, arrogant. I, I mean, I don't see that in you. No, you're a very humble person, what I've seen. It says your lucky numbers include, well, first, what's your lucky number? We'll see up there. Oh, I don't know. I've never actually thought about having really? a lucky number. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, what would you say, like, if you were on a team, what number do you think you'd pick to, like, be on your jersey? Ooh. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to know. When I was growing up, I always thought that, like, certain numbers were, like... <laughs> masculine and feminine me too like i always thought that like eight such a manly age yeah like, or like four is like, like i want to be nine girl. that sounds better yeah. or like 13 or 15 but 14 doesn't work 
But I'd say if I were going to pick numbers, if I wanted something on the back of my jersey, maybe 10? 10. That's funny. It says that uh, one of the lucky numbers of Leo's is number 10. Wow. Wow. And I only say that because I was born on the 10th. Okay. And that's probably me. That makes sense. And 10's a pretty easy number. Yeah, 10. I mean, and it's like, it's not the lesser numbers, like 9 through 1, and it's not mm-hmm. 11. You know, it's like a perfect, it's a good number. Yeah. It also says 1, 4, 13, 19, 22. So all of these numbers either equal 4 or 10. So mm-hmm. that's cool. It says you're compatible with Aries, Sagittarius's, Gemini's, or Libra's. I honestly don't even know what you my boyfriend's really? name <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could look it up. It's June 29th, June 29th. But I don't know. Okay. Some people really care about that. They're like, if you're a Gemini, I can't be with you. You know? And I mean, that to each their own. That's their thing. Yeah. Um. So, it's just fun. It's all for fun. It is. Famous Leo personalities include Neil Armstrong... Alfred Hitchcock, Mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ben Affleck, Jackie Kennedy, Matt LeBlanc, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Barack Obama, and Madonna. You know, I've always thought I have a lot in common with Barack. Barack, yeah, I mean, I see it. Yeah. You look very similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, he's a strong (laughs) leader, you know. And then, love me some Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Yes, and some Madonna, right? I mean, Madonna, oh yeah, Madonna is Leo. Yes, awesome. So moving on. All right. You're originally from California. Yes. Yes. I haven't gone very far. You haven't gone very far. So where did you move from? Why did you move to LA? Um, I grew up in a small town called La Mirada, California, which is on the border of Orange County and LA. Usually when somebody asks and I answer La Mirada, they have no idea where that is. So I usually stick to the border of OC in LA. And um, yeah, I didn't go very far. Um, but it was a small town. I, I, I loved where I lived. I loved where I grew up. But as soon as I went to college, I knew I needed to get out just mm-hmm. for my own sanity. Still know a lot of people I went to school with. And um, they're all great people and they're doing amazing things. But um I don't think anybody from the town is doing anything like I am. Mm. I don't think anybody wants to be an actor or even a musician or an artist of any sort. It was the kind of town where, you know, a lot of people do what their parents do. Or a lot of people start families really young and in order to take care of their family have to find a nine to five job to support themselves and they're getting you know homes and and that's and that's their life and it's and it's not mine um Mm. my 10-year high school reunion we didn't have it but it technically was this year um and I was really excited for it but um it's crazy to think that like all these people that I went to school with where their lives are now and like to me it seems like they're so much more of adults Mm. than I am and I think that's just me <laughs> being too too much in my head but you I mean you went after what you wanted you know I mean that that's courageous in itself yeah yeah I did I did I I definitely didn't know what I wanted right when I left but I think that if you were to run into somebody from my high school and be like oh I know Taryn like I asked with her they'd be like oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like that makes sense that Taryn's acting acting like <laughs> yeah so did you ever desire that that kind of small town lifestyle or did you always know you you wanted something more whether you knew you wanted to be an actor or not but like did you just always I knew I wanted something more mm-hmm when I left high school, I was I was a dancer. I danced in high school, 
And when I went to college, I went to college to dance. Mm. All I wanted to do was dance. And not just, not dance as like, like I wanted to be in dance, like a dancer. I just wanted to be on dance team and wanted to compete. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's like the, the only thing I knew and like the only thing I was good at. So I was like, I have to go to school I and I go. have to dance. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I was only on the team for two years. Did you major in dance no. or was, that was just like a hobby? So what did you major in? Um, I majored in culture and public affairs. Just kind of like communications. And I minored in political science. Wow. Because uh, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. So, yeah. Do you think that's, that. what, that's what you wanted or did your parents kind of plant that seed? No, my parents didn't plant that seed at all. Mm. I really wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. Um, I was really good at talking. I I started going to college in 2008, which was the first election that I voted in, and I got, like, super interested in politics and, and really passionate about things, and um, I was always really good at talking, mm. <laughs> and so I think, like, my dream was, like, I can use this passion that I have for for politics and for human rights and, you know, help people. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to be a human rights lawyer. My parents were kind of like, be an entertainment lawyer, do this, do this. And like, I think when I was graduating, I was just like, I'll be a lawyer, like of some sort, because I was so all over the place and so confused. And I think that's what ultimately led to my uh, downfall Mm. (laughs) from my attempts to, <laughs> to go to law school mm-hmm. um, was that I, I was really, really working towards something that I didn't know if I really wanted anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did you make the switch? Um, I, my last year of college, I joined a performance troupe for social issues. I took this like random class. I remember I had just gotten like I deviated septum surgery, so I was so delirious the whole time. It was, like, some storytelling class that I wanted, that I just wanted to get credits for. Yeah. And it was, like, over winter. But, like, storytelling, like, I've always been good at talking, like I said. And so, um, the teacher just really liked me, I guess. I I enjoyed the class, but I I was, you know, just doing it to, to pass and just to get another few credits underneath my belt, but... The teacher asked me to, to audition for this troupe, and at the time, I, I was president of my sorority. Like, I had all this stuff going on, so I was like, oh, hell no. Mm. And then I really I really don't know what it was, but I remember, like, thinking, like, okay, well, what if I do? Like, what if I just go to this audition? Like, it's not going to hurt me. And I did, and I got in. And so um, it was basically we did improv and we did sketches that were, like, written based off of, like, real, like, we'd write, like, interview questionnaires and, like, pass them around. So, like, real responses that people wrote, we would, like, put them into a performance. Mm. And it's um, to make people uncomfortable and to make them laugh. And then it, it was called Interact. So, basically, we would put people in the situation. And that's where the improv came, part came in, where we would put someone in basically, like, a sexual assault situation. And, um try and put them in the in the place of some somebody that that happened to and um what's the best way to go about it as a friend as a companion as you know a, a lover or a parent and then we did a did a homophobia skit that was one of a skit like our actual like written ones that we wrote based off 
actual things that people were saying at Long Beach Day. And mm. um, it was a really powerful group to be a part of. And um, we'd meet weekly and our, and our class was like three to four hours. And like we'd rehearse, but a lot of it was just talking. And a lot of it was just getting things off our chest and, you know, arguing amongst us and dealing with what emotions we have faced among those topics. So, um, yeah, I did that. And I think that's what really opened my eyes up to acting because mm-hmm. I'd never actually acted before. And so that was like, I'd always been a performer. I'd always been a dancer, but I'd never like done that. I still didn't really think like, oh, I want to be an actor. But when I was applying for law school, I went back to that professor who had initially asked me to join the troupe and I asked, was asking for a letter of recommendation. And so he was asking me why you want to go to law school and all this stuff. And I was just, you know, telling him how I feel. And basically he was like, I will write you a letter. Like, I, I love you. I'll write you a great letter, but this isn't what you want to do. Wow. Yeah. Just like straight up. Straight up. Like you don't want to, you don't want to be a lawyer. Like I can tell from the way, ooh. I can tell from the way that you're you're talking about it that you like performing more than you do so Mm. I yeah had a little freak out and then I still tried to study for my LSAT and went a little crazy and then decided to tell my parents and then I looked up online like acting schools and I think Beverly Hills Playhouse was like the first thing that stood out to me and then I was like hey can I use some of the money I saved up to go to law school, to go to acting school, and then I did it. And they were supportive of that, or they were a um, little... My mom, she... I mean, I always knew my mom. I lived with my mom most of my um, childhood, into adulthood. So she knew me, and she knew that that's something that I probably want to end up doing. So it wasn't that shocking to her. I think what scared her the most is that you know, the pressure of this career Mm -hmm. and knowing our family history and what we've been through and how hard that would be on me, like, emotionally. I think that scared her the most. Okay. Um, But my mom has always been the one um, to, you know, commend me for doing this. She, She always recognized how brave it was and how hard it is to make that decision and to basically tell yourself that, like, I'd rather pursue a passion than be financially stable. Yes. So I'm really lucky that she's there for me in that aspect. While she's still a tough critic. Mm, yes. <laughs> Always. Um, I, th- I think it comes from a place of love. Definitely. Um, my dad, um, he was always the most well-off. He was a businessman, so he was very successful, and that was weird. And, and he was very, he was nice about it. I think to this day he just doesn't understand it completely. Like, I feel like I could have conversations about acting with my mom, but when I talk about it to my dad, it just kind of... Doesn't register. Doesn't register. Um, even when I try and watch, like, movies that I really like with him, like, he just doesn't understand them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think he is proud of me and happy for what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. um, he knows I work hard, but I just don't think that we'll ever be on the same page with it. Right. And, and, you know, maybe one day I'll be up, be up on a big screen and he'll be really happy about it, but if it's something weird, <laughs> I'll be like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch her kiss another guy and I don't want you guys to see it either. Mm-hmm. But, right, he's protective, he's your dad. Yeah. And, yeah. But, but that's good that he, he supports you and he's not, you know, rooting against you. Yeah, we, this weekend, my sister was bringing up my, like, website that I have worked on forever. 
Um, and I didn't even want to do it. Just my acting teacher was like, you need a website, you need a website. And like, I can't, I'm horrible at technology. So I like, put this together Same. and I was super, super proud of it because it took me so long. So my sister's like, yeah, our website's good. And so I like, pulled out my website because I knew my website looked good. And then it was like, there's my reel and here's like clips. And I'm like, like, I've never been that nervous because <laughs> my dad's like clicking on them, like in front of my grandparents, like, here, let's watch this. And I'm like, you know, it's it's not even that bad. It's just me like talking about getting knocked up. And then there's a scene, like a makeout scene on a couch. And I'm like, you really don't, you right. don't want to watch this. <laughs> if I made a lot of money doing it and you're watching on TV, I'd feel a little, a little bit better about it. Mm-hmm. But... But the fact that you made it yourself. I made it. Did they like it? We agreed that we wanted to film this makeup scene and put it on camera. (laughs) So we heard it. It's my idea, Dad. Yes. This is is Richard. You've met him numerous times. (laughs) Like, yeah. So um, it was interesting. But Mm -hmm. he was nice about it. He was really proud of it. And he, like, bookmarked the page. Oh, yeah. He bookmarked. That's so cute. Yeah, it was. It was really cute. That's so awesome. I mean, I think that that's so important along this journey. Well, and, and any journey, really, is to have the support from the people that love you and that you love the most, you know? Because, yeah. when, I mean, when it's strangers, you, you can easily tune them out. Yeah. But when it's your parents, you, you want their approval, you yeah. know? You want them to support what you're doing. And you mentioned that you have a history in your family. W- what type of history do you mean? Um, I think... you want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Both my mom, my sister, and myself have struggled with depression Mm. off and on. And, um, I... My sister faced it early on in high school before I ever went through anything. And I think it mostly had to do with me leaving. Okay. Me going to college. So seeing her in high school, like, struggle through that was, like, terrifying. She thought everybody was attacking her. Like, she wouldn't... She was, like, brilliant. She was so smart. She wasn't going to class. And, like, she's best friends with the counselors because she was always talking to them and not going to class. So as a family, we went through that together. And that was, like, the hardest part of me actually leaving home because I wanted to stay home so bad just to, like, be with my family. It was just us three in the house, me and my mm. mom my sister. My mom, she went through a really bad divorce. <laughs> you know, she hadn't finished school because she had us. So, um... There was this time in her life where she was, you know, going back to school and then trying to get another job and and trying to take care of us and not doing well financially. But I just remember her, like, sleeping all the time and, and not really knowing what it was. Mm-hmm. And then once we grow up, we, like, see the, like, you know, see the pattern and what we all had gone through. I don't think I really struggled with depression until, like, my later, not my later 20s, I'm in my late 20s now, my early 20s. And it was around the same time as graduating college. Okay. Because I always had like a like a built-in schedule and a built-in pattern. And this is what you do next. And this is what I'm going to do. And then I faced that whole like, I'm not going to be a lawyer. I want to be an actor thing. And that's a huge 180. And it's, it's, it's a huge 180, yeah. And so it happened before I became an actor. It happened when I was studying for my LSAT. I think that's part of that. I know I always say I had a mental breakdown. I don't think it was a full-on mental breakdown, but... I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, being alone with my own thoughts all day and, and like, questioning if this is something I really want to do. I mean, a lot of people say, like, I'm depressed and that, like, has to do with, like, a small section of time. And I think, like, if you... Depression is an ongoing thing. Like, I think it's never fully going to get better. And it's just something that I have to keep battling. But... 
I do think that acting has helped me understand my emotions a little bit better and has helped me to be able to, you know, kind of identify why I'm feeling certain ways and also, like, connect with so many other people, whether they be real-life people or characters Mm -hmm. who have gone through similar things. Right. And that doesn't mean acting made it any better because when I moved out here, I... um, was still so lost and so confused and I had a really bad roommate and I think that was like the point of you know really trying to tackle this new thing in my life and not really knowing where to go about it and trying to meet new friends and then yeah you know having having a roommate with endless resources Mm. who wanted to go out all the time and she wasn't going out she was traveling with her family and and so living with her it was you know like drinking every day of the week and you know like partying and then then it was like if we weren't drinking what was I doing um mm-hmm. so she would want you to drink and well, go just out like with her. we would go out and like I I and I think that led to like an ongoing like period of like you know alcohol abuse and mm-hmm. um I was on depression medication and I think like the combination of drinking and like being on medication and not knowing what you're doing and you know getting to the point where you don't really where you're, you know, almost blacked out and you don't really know what you're doing. I think I got to a really bad place. Like I said, depression is ongoing. And even if I was, like, I thought I was happy and I thought I was doing something really good with my life, it just wasn't the right direction to go. So I had to, like, take a few steps back and just reset. Yes. There was one big night where I had a whole bunch of people coming over and I had just been drinking before and my sister was over for some reason and I just started saying really bad things like really negative things about myself and you know like basically saying I don't really matter and I don't know exactly what was said but I know she was scared mm-hmm. that I was going to do something and she called both my parents and they came down and it was a really it was a really sobering experience and it was nice to know that my whole family was there and that they're looking out for me but it was crazy to see how how bad I had gotten mm. in such a short period of time and my sister moved in with me for a little while and then I took a break and I moved home and lived with my dad for a little while and like I said just reset you need um, to reset mm. so I took a few steps back and re-evaluated not my choice in acting but my choices on how to go about it so when I came back out I moved in with my sister And, you know, somebody who understood me mentally and I understood her and we both face a lot of the same shit and I have done so, so, so much better. But there's times where, like, the same feelings come back, but I think that I am in such a better place now to handle what emotions I face and um, to talk about them. Yeah. Because I could talk about it with Liana. I could talk about it with, um, with my boyfriend. And which is great because he's never experienced anything like that. And then he, you know, got like <laughs> shoved in my life, my sister's life. And so he's, you know, he's seeing and experiencing things that he never has before. And yay him because he should. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I got really lucky. That's amazing. So um, it's just keeping my fingers crossed. It's still an uphill battle all the time. But um, I'm really happy where I am now. Good. That's amazing. Yeah. And you had people... Who were there for you. I think that's so important. Who you surround yourself with. And like you said, you were living with someone who 
wasn't lifting you up in any way but was just tearing you down and was getting involved in things that weren't benefiting you at all Mm -hmm. and as soon as you got out of that you saw a difference yeah that's amazing and I think that I mean when you're when you're treating yourself like that when you're drinking heavily when you're you know abusing whatever medications (laughs) doctors giving you you become a different person Mm -hmm. and like I know that I said bad shit and got into drama and did things that I like still to this day regret just because I was like in a weird place and it was immature and, and, and selfish and yeah I'm happy I got out of it but I learned a lot mm-hmm, absolutely that's yeah. that's how you learn you know yeah do you think when your parents and your sister came down to to help you and kind of put you in check, were you mad at them at first? Were, did you feel like they were belittling mm-hmm. you, or were you like, "Thank God, I I needed this"? Mm-hmm. I wasn't mad. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like I was a little embarrassed, mm-hmm. but I also I think I knew like I need this. You needed a mm-hmm. reality check. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, now you're you're doing better. I mean, are you still do you still struggle with depression? Do you struggle with any other mental illnesses? Struggle with depression and anxiety. I have, I've always had ADD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ever since I was little, I um, was medicated for ADD for a while, but that gets a little crazy mm-hmm. trying to treat that. So I just try. I know I go and meditate. <laughs> yeah, I, I I try my best to make it work, and I and I usually like try to to figure out what's making me act the way I do. But I know that sometimes when I'm having conversations, <laughs> I will trail off and start talking about something else. And that's me. Do, I do that. Yeah, all the time. It's, it's not the worst thing in the world. No. It's just ADD, and um, and I have um, obsession compulsive disorder, which is little things. Every once in a while, I think anxiety makes it worse. Mm -hmm. like scratch myself to the point of like scabs and like and it's all like nervous nervous energy and it comes it ebbs and flows so it has to do with you know has it been a really hard work week get my nervous about something um so then now that you so you said you lived with your dad for a little bit and then you did come back mm -hmm. so now when you you start to have a bad day or a bad moment how do you you counteract those negative thoughts. What, what do you do to cope with the anxiety and the depression? It depends. I think living with my sister, mm-hmm. Leanna, I can refer to her, Leanna, helps a lot. Um, even if she is a little cranky and not listening <laughs> to me, I will still vent and I know that deep down she's listening and she cares about what I have to say. And it's really comfortable coming home to family. And I think I am so, so lucky that we're both out here. Um, is she an actor as well, or what is she's she? She's not. Okay. She works for a public radio company right now, but she was in fashion for a while, um, and I think she's still figuring herself out, too. Yeah. I, ta- I mean, it takes a while. It does take you know? a while, yeah. She wanted to be a lawyer, too, and she went to USC for it, and then she <laughs> realized she didn't want to either. So I don't know if that was following in my footsteps. Mm-hmm. You maybe then, you inspired her. Yeah, and then, um, but she's a really smart girl, and um, she's older than you. Or she's younger. We're younger. eighteen months apart. Yeah. Okay. But I think that, um, yeah, we're figuring it out. You're figuring. And it I out. think that now that she um, is in the same sort of place, like when I first started acting, she had no idea why the hell I would ever do something like that. 
And now she's in the same kind of place where she's like, well, first she wanted to do fashion and now she kind of wants to, you know, go to cooking school. So it's like these these careers that people think are crazy are just like big dreams where you are are nobody until you're somebody. Exactly. (laughs) You, um, You are struggling for a long, 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 long time until you have that one Yes. The that, one big thing. That changes um, it all. So it's just, it just means spending the majority or all of your 20s mm-hmm. um, living paycheck to paycheck and um, learning that you don't need big things. Right. You don't need a big family and you don't need a huge wardrobe and you don't need a closet that fits your suitcase. You can just leave it sitting in the middle of your living room. Yeah, that's, that's what we have. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it, it helps having her at home. Um, and I, I, I try and just get my mind off of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be... Um, I, w- I need to go back. I used to be in acting class, so twice a week. That was my outlet. It's scene study, so you're doing... You're doing scene work in class, and you're doing scenes that you pick, and you're performing them for a group of people and getting critiqued on it. But at the same time, it's kind of like it's an actor acting. So it's like that's that's our hobby. That's what we like to do. So you know, it's a class, but it's also like it's like a masturbatory type of thing <laughs> because it's like so you feel so good about yourself just like being on stage for ten minutes and like maybe you didn't like book a part that week, not that week, that month, that year you know, or any auditions or whatnot, but, like, at least you know that you can act and the people in the class know that you can act, and, and that that was a huge outlet for me. Mm. And you're exercising your, your skills every week. It's yeah. a place you can go, and whether you're in a play or in a movie, booked to commercial or not, it, you get to act yeah. that, that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an, a nice escape. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So yeah. is there anything else that has been a big outlet for you that has really helped be a distraction or helped you cope with um, your struggles? Working out. Mm. Yes. A lot. Well, obviously, we work in fitness together. Yes. I teach bar mm-hmm. and Pilates, Pilates, I guess. Yes. Um, and I do CrossFit. CrossFit is and so I hard. Started doing, I started doing CrossFit when I moved in with my dad, and that helped a lot. And I haven't stopped since, but that helped, like... You know, where, like, before I would be out, like, partying and whatnot, and, um, it becomes, like, its own sort of addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think CrossFit is set up in that way. You feel like a badass when you're done. I you do, cr- you I do feel like a badass, years. but it's also, like, I don't know what it is, but it's, like, you know, seeing yourself get better. Yes. And, um, it's, 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 a, it's a little bit competitive, um, but, you know, I was never an athlete, so if I could beat somebody in a workout, that's a, that's a big deal for me, because mm-hmm. I couldn't kick a soccer ball across a soccer field. <laughs> so, yeah, I think exercise is a, is a huge outlet for me. I, I try and do it every day. And you loved it so much, you made it into a job I for yourself. Into, yeah, mm-hmm. a, a, a career. Um, that's something I'm really passionate about, and especially when it comes to, like, body, you know, body types and body awareness, and now that I'm, like, auditioning, and I'm a lot more muscular than I was when I moved out here three or four years ago. You know, it's different parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't want to change the way I am. I don't want to stop doing it. No. Because um, it fuels you, and it's what it, you love. It, yeah, it literally, once I get there, and, like, start moving a little bit, I, like, 
you like feel endorphins. You, yes. Like, feel like you just almost feel like instantly. A times. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll get up and I'll be like, okay, warm up, like one, three laps. I'm like two laps in. I'm like, <laughs> I feel better yes. already. <laughs> yeah. So that is a huge outlet as well. And I try to meditate. Mm-hmm. Come to the den. Yes. I'm very den. bad at it right <laughs> now. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, it's like, you know, yeah. me <laughs> having. ADD and OCD and I hear a little sound and I'm like I'm out of it right I'm instantly um mm-hmm. but I know it's it's a journey and I'm gonna try and work on it it is it's like exercising can. you it's like a, yeah. a muscle you have it's to your brain work, it's your brain you have to get attuned to it and do it every day or you know a few times a week to get into once, once you make it a habit I feel like like with a workout, you know, yeah. and then it just becomes natural and it is something you have to work on. But I, th- I think meditation for it works for some people. It work, it doesn't work for other people. But if it works for you, it, it can be life changing. Really yeah, that's good. Nice. That's I amazing. also just started doing crossword puzzles a lot. Ooh, that's cool. That I, that takes a lot of attention. I, I, my mom just had surgery and I was in the waiting room and I like picked up a newspaper and started doing them and it. I don't know what it was. It was like, I felt so smart again. (laughs) So I literally went home and ordered like two fat books on Amazon of crossword puzzles. Well, that's so much better than being on your phone, you know, if you're sitting somewhere. Yeah. And I mean, rather than just scrolling through Instagram, I'm so guilty of that. I need to work on that so much. (laughs) We all do. Yeah, it's, it's so, I think mental health. Or, you know, the what we're seeing happen in the world of mental health nowadays has a lot to do with social, social media. media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comparing yourself. Yeah. Those highlight reels. And... Every day you, you see people and, you know, they're ne- they're always posting the, the happy stuff, the mm-hmm. exciting stuff of what they're doing. You're like, man, you know, I, why am I not doing that? Or they'll, they'll post, you know, the, the pretty pictures of themselves or the newly in shape photos of themselves or whatever it is and and yeah you 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 immediately compare yourself how it's hard not to yeah you know and I mean sometimes it can be inspirational when they present it in that way but a lot of the time it's not presented in a motivational type way so it even makes you like overthink like your own post mm -hmm. where like (sighs) I used to just like post whatever and now I'm just like how is this gonna make me look right how is this gonna come off are people going to judge my hashtags or my caption or, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've gotten more, much more comfortable about it. I mean, now I, like, you obviously follow me. I post weird pictures all the time. And you don't give a um, fuck. <laughs> and I feel really good about posting, like, you like should. non, you know, pictures without makeup and pictures where I look like, you know, mm-hmm. look like a big weirdo. I like not taking myself that seriously. And I know that there's, like, you know, there's a few pictures where it's, like, I got ready for this, and I'll look at it and be like, okay, you look pretty good right there, Mm -hmm. But, like, that's not my real life at all. But then you have a nice Um, balance of showing the moments where you're not like that. But even then I'll be like, okay, I posted all these, like, I just got professional photos. I posted all these professional photos, and I'll I'll feel like I have to balance it out. Mm -hmm. This doesn't represent me. If someone who, like, didn't know me were to, like, click on my Instagram and look, like, I don't want them to see those pictures. Mm-hmm. I want them to see like a human. Yes. So I try. You try. I try and be a human. That's that's good. And I think that as long as you're using sh- social media for good and you're not obsessed with it, yeah. then it's okay. 
But, I mean, just like with eating, you know, eating too much is, is not good. And too much of a good thing is not good. Yeah. So you just need to find that balance. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that you... You're right. We're we're all humans. You know, we don't we don't wear makeup all the time. You did not wake up like this, you know, <laughs> like so it's just no. just owning who you are yeah. at all all moments of the day. That's what inspires me. That's why I started this podcast. I wanted to hear from from I say real people like people aren't real. But you know, people who are willing to get real mm-hmm. and be truthful and and talk about the things that they they might have been keeping a secret or the things that you know, they, they don't share all the time, and mm-hmm. but they want to present it in a way that helps others, not not like, oh, poor me, pity me. I don't, I don't want people on here who are complaining, you know, or self-pitying themselves. It, it, it's all in hopes to, to help others. So thank you so much for being on here and, and sharing what you've shared. Yes, of course. Do you have any advice to someone who is considering switching their majors or or making a big career change but might be scared, is there any advice you'd give to someone? I don't know exactly what to say because I've obvi- I obviously haven't figured it out. But if you're gonna do it, do it. Mm-hmm. It's never too late to do anything. But I I feel like if you if you feel like you should be doing something else, if you're unhappy with what you're doing, the longer you wait the harder it's going to get to make that transition later. Mm-hmm. Might as well just do it when you yeah, feel just it. Yeah, might as well just do it and, and know that it's going to be really hard and really uncomfortable. That it and is. Um, you just have to be willing to go to that, that place. And be broke. <laughs> but, and, yeah, and mm-hmm. be really broke. Which, like, honestly, it's not that bad. It's not. I'm, I'm broke, but I'm happy. Like, I yeah, am the happiest I'm, I've I'm ever broke. been. I'm broke. I think. You know, repeat a lot of clothes. I buy all my underwear on sale. Same. <laughs> I, I only ramen. go grocery shopping when I absolutely need to. Yep. But, like, I I don't need much Mm-mm. else. And I, I think that that's a, that's a learned thing to, to feel like you need. Mm-hmm need all these things um so just accept so accepting now that it's going to be difficult but do it anyways yeah and also when I when I first started acting I I I did think it would be a lot easier but I'd never you know I'd never met or talked to somebody who started acting like from the ground up Mm -hmm. because there's so many people who, like, I'm sure all young actresses want to be like Jennifer Lawrence. But, like, you know, her, her family moved to New York with her. Right. <laughs> and, you know, paid for her pace to live and, you know, helped her audition. And so all these people that we that we envy and even if, they're, even if they're, like, super nice people and you're like, oh, my God, they're so down to earth. They must have worked so hard. Like, they had things handed to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's obviously not going to be as easy for us, but I, right. I I think it's an it's important to to work yourself up from the ground up because once you get there, it'll be so much so much more worth so it. So much more worth it, and yeah, I, I I nobody wants to feel like they're you know they're in a place because somebody did it for them. Right, I think it's so much more inspiring to me hearing the stories of people who did. They started from the bottom. They started mm-hmm. with nothing. They lived in their car, you know, they risked it all to move out here. Because if if you just got everything handed to you, then I don't 
care. I mean, good for you, you know, that that's your own story. There, there's a story there as well. But that's what inspires me, the stories of people's struggles, people's obstacles, but they they chose to press on despite that, and they mm-hmm. use that as their fuel, you know? I, mm-hmm. that I And those are the things you, like, remember the most. Yes. Like, I'll always remember Cory Monteith mm. from Glee. Okay, I didn't um, watch Glee. He, unfortunately, has passed. But, um... His inter- his interview, his audition for Glee was like filmed in his living room in Canada, and um, he knew he had to play music. He wasn't a musician, and he like put like pots and pans out on a table, and like <laughs> drummed on them with like forks and sang the best that he could wow. in this like very like homely mm-hmm. audition tape, and he booked like a lead part in a show. But it's, like, I remember that a lot more than, like, you know, oh, some, my like, daddy, professionally right. produced, you know, yeah. no? and, yeah. and and you always appreciate those people. Definitely. The underdogs. The underdogs. Yes, yes. The nobodies out there. Awesome. Any advice you would give to, because you talked about a lot about, you know, past mistakes and, and things that you may regret but you now realize that you learned from them is there any advice you'd give to someone on forgiveness and and how to forgive yourself oh that's a tough one Mm -hmm. like what what made you realize that you were deserving of forgiveness from yourself I think recognizing that what I did was wrong Mm -hmm. helps a lot and knowing that like the way I feel about others like comes from a place of love and comes from a place of compassion and 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 I I I still to this day wish that I could you know apologize for things that I did or said to others or you know relationships that were lost and and it's just kind of hard to dig back down that hole Mm -hmm. because you've already come so far yeah um and I just don't want to go back to that place no mentally or emotionally so just to be able to forgive yourself and move on and not dread on things that you know like I there are friendships that I've lost you know and then and then there's you know the things that that have happened that that I think about every once in a while but I have to kind of tune out mm-hmm. because I'm a new person I'm not good I'm not ever going to be perfect but I it's just it's too hard to fix them mm-hmm. so you have to be able to walk away yeah life is too short to hold on to the past, you know, we're, yeah. we're in the now, live in the now. And so I have to, you know, be really open to meeting new people mm-hmm. and to, um, you know, make new friends and learn the value of having close friends and, and, and know that friends are, that relationships take work. And that doesn't just mean, you know, the relationship with your significant other. It means with everybody you meet and, you know, knowing, trying to be there for them when they go through things like what I have gone through so um it's a lot of picking yourself back up getting on your feet and learning all um learning from all your past mistakes and building from that yes there is a quote I always say which I kind of use my like little birds they've meant so many different things to me over the years I got them when I was living with that roommate who I discussed earlier, so I don't even know what the hell they meant at that time. But now I say that um, it kind of means nothing goes away until it teaches you what you need to know. 
So um, everything tough that you're going through right now or you, you know, had gone through, it doesn't really pass until you've learned from it. So and it's going to stick learn something around. valuable and then it's going to go away from your life and you're going to take what you learned from that and move on. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you, you need to hold on to that anymore. Right. So I think that... That represents a lot of those things that That's I've amazing. left behind. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that means if, if it's still in your life, if it's still sticking around, that means you've yet to learn from you've it. yet to figure so it that, out. So that gives me so what much value hope. value it has, yeah. Yeah. That's such a great way to look at life, and that that's such great advice because for the people out there who are still maybe stuck in a in a tough situation and they feel like oh I'm never gonna get out of this it's never gonna end if they just look at it in that way like okay you you're just still learning from it you're not you still need this right now to teach you Mm -hmm. something and it will pass because it always does yeah you always get through it some way or another and if you're still stuck in it then just just keep pressing on because it doesn't last forever yeah maybe you're learning to be you know a little bit more confrontational Mm -hmm. and it's something that you need to say Mm -hmm. um you know there's just so many so many things Mm -hmm. you just kind of have to look at as a lesson yes what do you think would you say is your greatest achievement so far in your life that is a tough one Mm -hmm. um like you know it doesn't have to be an award but just uh, something that has made you feel really fulfilled. Fulfilled. I, um, I'm really proud of myself for you know, deciding to become an actor. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah, because I I feel like I do have a um, not only is it a passion, but I think you know I think I'm pretty good at it, and I would have never known that had I never tried mm-hmm. and be watching all these like, you know, <laughs> movies and stuff, and always having this like gut feeling like hey, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And, like, you never know until you try something. And I've got to keep reminding myself that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and putting myself out there. So I'm really proud of that. I don't know what my biggest achievement I think achievement that, that's just a huge achievement. Just the act of deciding to, to go after your dream. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Because a lot of people don't. They just, they have that feeling and they have that desire, that gut feeling, and they just never act on it they just kind of leave it there and then I mean I, I would just regret it so much if I didn't at least try you yeah know? So, I don't I just don't know where I would be right now if I wasn't and why trying to act yeah I mean why why acting what is it that you love so much about it you know I love that like as actors and artists in general that we have so much power in influencing you know the way people um you know the way people feel and um, I think, you know, movies, songs, so much more challenge people's beliefs and show them a different perspective. In today's world of um, media, more so than ever, it's kind of forcing, forcing people to question mm-hmm. things. And, and um, I think that's going back to interact. That's what we did. And I was like, okay, this is, like, a really powerful thing. Because when you're young, sometimes you look at actors and you're like, oh, they're, like, they just want to be stars. They just, you know. For the and, fame. And, and, yeah, and I never, I never looked at acting that way because I did it and, you know, I stood in front of a group of people and I made people cry and made people laugh and I taught them something you that they needed them. to know. And mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, that's so important 
and we need it and I want to be able to do that one day. I want to be able to go into somebody's soul and make them feel something and I want them to walk away from a movie or a play or a TV show and think mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, think differently than when they went in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you're going to do it. I just know it. You have you have what it takes. You have the work ethic. You have the story, you know. You're, you're going to do it. Thank you. Yes. And so, lastly, we'll move on to <laughs> a few of Taryn's favorite things. Ooh. What is your favorite movie of all time? A movie uh, that inspires you or, like, your go-to sick day movie? I don't know. God, there's so many. Mm-hmm. You can pick, you know, two or three. There's so many. I really like Forrest Gump. Oh, that one makes me cry every time. Yeah. That's a long movie. It's a very long movie, but nobody ever watches Forrest Gump and says, oh, that was a waste. Right. No, never. <laughs> it is, I always <laughs> learn something new every time. Um, I, I love Silver Linings Playbook. Yes. I think that was one of the movies that really was like, Taryn, you got to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Me, for me, too. Because I, I, I remember walking in not knowing what to expect and walking out of there bawling and thinking about it for, you know, mm-hmm. not being able to sleep because I was thinking about it so much and so much of what Jennifer Lawrence's character, you know, was going through in that movie. I was going through in real life or had gone through. So it was like, that's why. That's why we act. Mm-hmm. So that was like a big, like I will always look at that as like a life-changing movie for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else. Those are two really good ones. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that movie, Silver Linings My Book, that is one of the reasons I got my Excelsior tattoo. It's one of yeah. the things that inspired it. Such a beautiful concept, you know? I yeah. Know. So, yeah, that that's a great one. Favorite actor or actress? Or both? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some time for these. Uh, favorite actor or actress? Actor, Sam Rockwell. Oh, mm-hmm. I love Sam Rockwell. Actress, Julianne Moore is up there. Does anyone ever tell you you look like a specific actress? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I get... The girl from Coyote Ugly. Yes. <laughs> I think I told you that one too. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Piper Paraboo. A... Yeah, yeah. A huge I get compliment. Piper Paraboo. Mm-hmm. I, I used to get Emily Blunt. Huh. And I think it was like, she did like a couple movies when she was blonde. Okay. I, I kind of see have it. big facial expressions. <laughs> Maybe. She's amazing. She's one of yeah, my favorite Emily actresses. Emily Blunt is, is up there. I grew up looking like an Olsen twin. Okay, I see that too. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. someone else that you remember. I used to literally be with my mom and kids would come, I mean, not kids, kids or parents would come up and like ask me for an autograph, <laughs> like thinking I was an old You were already twin, famous, yeah. But I would straight up write Taryn. <laughs> I would just write Taryn. I didn't Taryn. get it. And I remember my mom to be like, okay. She should have charged them. She could have made some money off of you. <laughs> she could have taught me to write Mary Kate or yeah. Ashley Olsen and not just Taryn. Really? No last name. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know how bum they were to walk out and really? see Taryn on a what piece of paper. <laughs> is this Taryn? <laughs> They're kids. They probably don't even know the difference. That's so funny. Dream role or type of movie you'd like to be in? Mm. Like an action movie, a princess movie. Definitely not a princess movie. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be in an action movie because because I work out so much. Yeah. Because I think that, like... You got the body. Yeah. Yeah. You can kick some ass. <laughs> because, yeah, because I want to do my own stunts. I want to do something powerful. I want to be a strong... 
independent woman. Woman on screen. Um, that's not 90 pounds. <laughs> right. But I also, like, I, I love period pieces. I love dark comedies, mm-hmm. like Silver Linings. That's obviously a dream part. Mixing a little bit of everything in there and um, not making light of situations, but just showing a real life situation and not drowning it, like not making it seem like it's like so sad. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, this is real life. This is, you know, we laugh, we cry, like just normalizing. Being a human. What? Yeah. 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 That's what we do. Humans teaching other humans how to be human. (laughs) There's also, like, parts that, like, down the line, mm-hmm. like, I always, like, look at, like, I want to be that mom <laughs> in 20 years. Like, I want to be Beverly Goldberg <laughs> in 20 years. <laughs> like, I'm just going to fine-tune all my mom mm-hmm. skills <laughs> until yes. I get there one day. Mm-hmm. I've done that before, like, that. like, I've played older roles in high school. I, I was Nora in a doll's house, you know, and I was like, I can't wait to do this again one day. When I have more life experience, that's what it is. It's just life experience. Well, and I guess yeah. age. Like, I've, but... I've done, like, Cat in a Hot Tin Roof, which mm. I, I adore. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, <laughs> if Cat in a Hot Tin Roof, like, you know, when I get cats for it, probably, probably. not. Right. But yeah, but one day. I'd probably say it better than who they cast. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. So, they're fun. They are what's your favorite type of workout? Because you, you're a personal trainer, you do crossfit, you do Pilates, Pure Bar. Is one is one of them, like, specifically your favorite, or you you like to have a combination of them all? I like a combination of them all. I think I do crossfit the most. It's a little different every day. Is it the um, weight training you like or the, or the competition? I'm really fast. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> I'm not. So, <laughs> so it's, um, you know, it's always, like, a good sense of accomplishment, like, beating a whole bunch of strong men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also just, like, getting really, really, really sweaty and yes, done and, like, leaving and just being, like, so, um, so exhausted and so tired and so proud of what you just did. Mm-hmm. It's a really big feeling. But I, I, I think that the balance of it all, the culmination of it all together, because mm-hmm. I love what I teach. Um, you're so good. You're she's. I mean, come come to Pure Bar Hollywood. Everyone, <laughs> take her class. Come, t- come, take come. you know my class. But her class is definitely better. But no, <laughs> she's all. She's motivating, inspiring throughout the class. But she also kicks her freaking ass. You oh, know, thank you. in a good in a good way. I mean, some people come and they don't really try. You know, I'm just like, you're here. You might as well just get sweaty. Yeah. It feels so much better. So yeah. you you force, not not in like a forceful way, but you push people to dig deep in your classes. And I think that's awesome. And I try and make people still smile while they're doing it. And you do, yeah, and make laugh, it funny. laugh when they can. Yeah, no, you, you Even do. if I'm the only one laughing sometimes. I, I'm laughing. There with, I mean, I'm like dying, but also <laughs> laughing, so... But thank you so much for hanging with me. Yes, of course. So much fun. Yes, drinking our my spicy mark. Spicy mark. I made it through. I'm like so proud of myself. I'm not Don't so sweaty. Oh gosh, that would not be good. <laughs> yes, and Taryn's actually the first guest that got to drink out of our new Talking to Nobody mugs. Official mugs, yo. Woo-hoo! So super cool, super yummy margs. And yeah, check Taryn out at Pure Bar Hollywood on Instagram. She's she's gonna be doing big things. Well, I what? hope one she, day she will. One day, 
One day more. And now it's time for Game Time with Grammy. The part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. Welcome back to Game Time with Grammy. My precious granddaughter Zane actually just got back from visiting me in Indiana and brought me with her this time to be on the show. And this week I get to play a game with Miss Taryn over here. Hello, dear. Hello. Welcome to Game Time with Grammy. Taryn, that's such an interesting name, dear. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean anything. Mm. Is it biblical? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is it? A saint? It means princess, angel, fairy. Princess Angel Fairy. Mm-hmm. That's very beautiful, dear. Well, now, my granddaughter Zany, she mentioned that you love eggs. I love eggs. You love eggs. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're, they're a good source of protein. <laughs> yes, dear, they are. And yes. they taste so delicious. What's your favorite, like, style for them to be cooked? Um, I like them over easy. I like them hard-boiled. Yes, um, I like that. I like scrambled eggs. I really like them with cheese, mm. although that upsets my tummy. It's worth it, dear. It's worth it, yes. yes. Um, I like eggs when you, when, you know, when you put them on a burger. Ooh, that's different. I've never tried that. Yes. Yes, okay, with some bacon on there, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yes. I like eggs and breakfast burritos. Ooh, so you just like eggs a lot, Mm -hmm. dear. Okay, well, because you like eggs, we have invented a game just for you, dear. Yes, well, we, we kind of you know, took it from other games and recreated it. So we can't take full credit, but we have created a game that we've entitled Hollywood Egg Buster. So this is how the game works, dear. So we have different cards here, and we will each take turns reading them. And on the cards has been written by my, my granddaughter's lovely boyfriend, Nathan. He's just, he's just a wonderful dear. I like him more than my granddaughter, but don't tell her I said that. Anyways, so he has invented this game, and on the cards will be different plot lines from either real movies or fake movies, but we don't know which. You don't know if it's real or fake, so you have to guess. That's that's the, the whole point of the game, dear. So I will start, and I will read... A plot line from either a real or fake movie. You will guess if it's real or fake. If you get it correct, then you're safe. But if you get it wrong, dear, then you have to take one of the eggs. Some of them are hard-boiled eggs. You mentioned you liked those, didn't you? Yes. So some of them are hard-boiled eggs. Some of them are not. Some of them haven't been cooked at all. Oh, I don't like those. Oh, no, no, no. We don't like those yet. That's the point. So if you get it wrong... What you do is you take the egg and you have to crack it on your head. So it might get a little messy, dear. That's why we've given you the towel. Yes, we have given her a towel, everyone. Oh, we didn't have bibs. We're working on that. Um, mugs were step one. Bibs is, is next step. So, yes, you will crack it on your head. You might get lucky, dear. It might be boiled. Yay! Yay! You can even eat it if, you, if you want. Yay! Or it might not be. So, uh, do you understand the game, dear? Hi, Are you ready? Yes. To, okay, yay, here we go. Ready okay. to get messy. Yes, you're ready to get messy. Here we go. Okay, so, is this movie real or fake? After being released from prison, Billy is set to visit his parents with his wife, whom he does not actually have. This provokes Billy to act out as he kidnaps a girl and forces her to act as his wife for the visit. Was it real, dear, or was it fake? Real. 
Reed is correct! Yeah. Yes, it's from Buffalo 66, uh, 1998. Well, you're safe, dear. No eggs for you. Oh, but you want the eggs. You should try to get them wrong, dear. Okay, I guess it's my turn. Okay. Okay. Oh, goodness. Here we go. Guess I'll get the technology out of the shot. Okay. In a dystopian near future, single people, according to the laws of the city, are taken to the hotel, where they are obliged to find a romantic partner in 45 days or are transformed into beasts and sent off into the woods. Oh, that that sounds so crazy. I, I don't think that's true, dear. That can't be a real movie. Is it real? <laughs> it's real! Oh, no! <laughs> Tell me there's a lobster in that movie. Okay. That's a beast. Oh, all right. Well, I guess I have to be the first one <laughs> oh, to grab Grammy! an egg. Oh, goodness gracious. What have I done? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with this one. I don't... Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, it's boiled! Yay! It's boiled! Yay! Oh, wonderful. So, I got saved that round, dear. Let's see if you'll be as lucky. Okie dokie. <laughs> that kind of hurt my head. <laughs> Okay, a couple move into a bad apartment in New York. The apartment contains a refrigerator, which is the only thing they like in the place. However, they slowly discover that the refrigerator is a monster, which kills people in gruesome ways and then sends them to hell. <laughs> real effect, dear. Hey. It's real! <laughs> it is real! The no. re- the Refrigerator, 1991. This is a real what? movie. <laughs> it's called The Refrigerator? It's called The Refrigerator, dear. Oh, God. Wow, I'm going to have to f- watch that movie. Have you ever heard of The Flies? <laughs> the fly? No, what's The Flies, dear? Oh, we'll oh yeah, but now you have to you have to crack the, no. the egg, your favorite food in the world. Okay, I'm about to crack. She's going to crack, guys. Oh. Ah! <laughs> it was in a good sport you guys she just got on her hands really there's only a little bit on your forehead yes yes wipe it off dear with the towel yes oh she's so cute yes yes uh, well you said you love eggs so we gave you eggs yeah. <laughs> it's all right dear I'll, I'll probably get the next one wrong okay okay i don't want to get eggs on paper <laughs> oh it's all right we can get eggs everywhere a puppeteer discovers a portal that leads literally into the head of movie star John Malkovich. Real? Is it real? Yeah. It's real! Wow. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a big movie. Oh, what, what? Being John Malkovich, starring John Malkovich, John Cusack, and Cameron Diaz. Oh my goodness gracious, it's I haven't weird. seen it. <laughs> oh my, wow, you have seen it. I'm glad you didn't get that one. Yes. Okay, <laughs> moving on. A homicidal car tire, discovering it has destructive, I can't pronounce that word, psionic, psionic, I don't know, Uh, destructive power, dear, is what it means, sets its sights on a desert town once a mysterious woman becomes its obsession. Is it real or fake? It's a tire? A, a, yeah. mo- a monster tire? A homicidal car tire. 
2010. <laughs> We're going to have to watch these movies. No. What? I mean, hey, dreams come true, dear. They wanted to write that movie. They wrote that movie. All right. Yes, here we go. wonder if she'll get lucky this time. <laughs> She's so excited. Oh, my God. Oh, it's another. <laughs> it's another real egg. Oh, you guys should be seeing this. She's getting quite messy. Oh, my God, we have two. down dear tired tired rubber rubber i don't know definitely oh, didn't win an oscar that one who knew okay man's best friend or not the streets of london are plagued with dogs that carry a terrible disease everyone that comes in contact with the animals will lose all their teeth and slowly die fake that's got to be fake dear it's fake! Whoa! That was a wild guess, dear. Lammy, you're so good at that! I just, I just Lammy. know my movies, dear. I mean, there's not much to do in Indiana except watch, you know, movies about rubber and refrigerators. Oh. It's all right, dear. You, you get the next one. Um, we have a lovely bowl overflowing with with eggs over here. What a waste. Okay, a man fueled by jealousy murders teachers and shaves them. After killing so many victims, he panics. He doesn't know what to do with all the bodies he has. Murders teachers and shaves them, dear. It's real. It's fake. <laughs> you're just not the best at this egg game, dear. You know what? I think you're purposely getting them wrong so you can be close to the eggs. Yes, I will. Yes, yes. We'll, 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 we'll go with that, yes. I am cracking. She's cracking. It's boiled. Oh, oh yay! She got lucky. Yay! Yay! yay. I'll save that. Lots of eggs for you to take home. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I made it. You made it. Wow! I think I've only cracked one egg so yeah, far, dear. Those, you, Grammy. Those are all your eggs. <laughs> a French drug dealer living in Tokyo is betrayed by his best friend and killed in a drug deal. His soul, observing the repercussions of his death, seeks res resurrection. Real? Yes, it, it's real. Oh, yay! Oh, Enter the Void. Enter 2009. Wow, I am really good at this game. <laughs> okay, it's you. Okay, so I forgot to mention at the beginning. So whoever ha cracks three not-boiled eggs first on their head is the loser, dear. So, so far you have cracked two non-boiled and so if you miss this one, then the game is over, dear. So try not to screw it up. No pressure. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dear. I'm rooting for you. A troubled teenager is plagued by visions of a man in the large rabbit suit who manipulates him to commit a series of crimes after he narrowly escapes a bizarre accident. It's real. It is real, dear. Wow, she's, she's getting good. Yay. She's done with the eggs, I think. It is Donnie Darko, 2001, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh, what a fine actor he is. Yeah, yeah, very handsome. Yeah, yeah. All right, dear. Good, right, good. Dodge that bullet, that egg bullet. Okay. A teenage boy from Doncaster is delighted when he gets the chance to take part in the final of a baking competition. However, his chances are scuppered when he finds he doesn't have enough money for the train fare. The boy realizes there is more to life than winning a bacon baking competition and goes on a picnic with his brother instead. 
a baking competition? Yeah. They made a movie about this? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think that's fake. It's fake. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Whoa! Grammy, you need to pick up an egg. I'm really in today. I just, I'm so sorry. Okay, let's see if you can get this one. In a world where robots run large corporations, one scientist has no choice but to destroy the Earth and start life on a new planet. Fake. It's fake! Yes, yes, dear, yes, you're learning, you're learning. A professor blackmails a student of his into having sex with him. But when the (laughs) professor puts on a condom, the carnivorous condom bites off his penis and disappears. I mean, with with this day and age, I feel like someone would make a movie about that. Is it real? It's real. It is real. That was to take it. Honestly, dear, it's I almost killer condom. Killer condom. I almost said fake just for fun, but I decided to go with real. <laughs> wow. Um. And we want to be actors. <laughs> I mean, you you guys want to be actors in this day and age with all these scandalous films out there. Oh, refrigerators and killing condoms. When Kim, a student from Belgium, learns fencing, her jealous sister sabotages her chances to ever make it to the Olympics. So Kim kills her sister. It turns out that Kim has been in jail a long time. All along, and is writing a story about an alternative life. <laughs> is it real or fake, dear? <laughs> it, it can only be one of the two. So. I don't know. I'm scared. Uh, I mean, it's only eggs, dear. There's really no reason to be scared. It's fake. It is fake, Jesse. You <laughs> nailed it. You nothing to be afraid of. Oh wow, wow. Okay, well. We'll see. This game just keeps going. Okay. Mm. On the run, after murdering a man, accountant William Blake encounters a strange North American man named Nobody, who prepares him for his nobody. journey into the spiritual world. That's so funny. We're not talking to Nobody, and it says Nobody. Yeah. Uh, real. Yeah. It's real! Yes. Oh, whoa! Dead Man, 1995. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Wow, my granddaughter really likes him. Ooh. Yes, yes. He was in that new Fantastic Beast movie. Mm. I heard it was, was pretty good. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's your turn. Sorry, I ran on like an old woman. An English painter finds himself falling for the woman next door, but her life... Ha- as a call girl brings many complications for any future possibilities between the two. Real. Fake. No! I know, it just sounded a little it bit like Pretty Woman. Real. Yeah, it does. Uh, An English painter, dear. Oh, here we go. This might be the end of the game. Do, 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 do. I'm cracking. She's cracking. It's boiled! <laughs> Yes! Well, I don't know why I'm rooting for you. We're on separate teams. Oh, okay. That's just me. I just love to lady, love. Man. Oh, I try. I try to be a good Catholic woman, dear. <laughs> yes, all right. Well, let's see. Oh, God. Yes, let's see. I've, I've been pretty lucky in this game. In a world where vampires are stand-up comedians, James' family are disgraced to find out he has been a bartender and posing as a human. Fake? Yes. Oh, wow! <laughs> that seems like a good movie. Yeah, it does, yes. People, you should use some of these really good ideas yeah, for your movies. I would watch Vampire Comedian. Right? Okay, 
A world-famous pianist loses both hands in an accident. Oh, how tragic. When a new hands are grafted on, he doesn't know they once belonged to a murderer. Oh, that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, bad, but, but kind of an interesting idea. Hey. It's real. No! Oh, no, dear. It's the hands of Orlick. 1924. Oh, that's an old. Oh, that's not very nice. Putting all these old movies in here. Only I would know them. Or or lack or something. All right. Crack away, dear. Yes, lucky. Yes. Wow, this game's going on and on. All right. Let's see if I lose. A film about hair extensions that attack the women that wear them. Real. Yes. Oh my goodness gracious, dear, really? Hair extensions. Hair extensions. And the name of the movie is Hair Extensions. Yes, I believe so. It, it says X, yeah. We're going to have to have a movie night here and watch all these interesting movies. Weird dreams. The refrigerator and the condoms and the hair extensions. What a world. <laughs> <laughs> In this small village, rabbits have moved up in the food chain. Instead of eating the crops, they are attacking and eating the villagers. Rabbits. Hey. It's fake. Yes. Yay! Wonderful. Wow, she might actually win this one. We're getting down to the brim. We might as well just finish. Three teenagers live isolated without leaving their house because their overprotective parents say they can only leave when their dog tooth falls out. Dog's tooth? Fake? It's real. What? Dog Tooth, two thousand nine. These the names of these movies are not very creative. I know, they're horrible. <laughs> the All right, I guess I'll crack. All right, here we go. I'm cracking. Ouch! <laughs> it's fire. It's what? These one were terribly bad. Yes, this is a dangerous game. We're not playing this one again. All right, so here we go. Oh, I have a bit of a headache. <laughs> After developing an addiction to the substance he uses to kill bugs, an exterminator accidentally kills his wife. How do you accidentally kill your wife? And becomes involved in a secret government plot being orchestrated by giant bugs in a port town in North Africa. Real. It is real! Wow! Naked Lunch. Oh, I like that name. Yeah, that one's a little bit <laughs> more creative. Yes, Naked, Naked lunch. lunch. Yes, we're getting all these unknown movies, some good promotion. Oh Naked Lunch. All right. Zong is a prince from Spruce who falls in love with his stepbrother. The two are separated when the stepbrother accidentally runs over a child and becomes too distraught to love. Real? It's Whoa! That sounds like a good movie, it though. Does. Oh, here it we does. go again. All right, maybe I'll get lucky. I don't think so. Oh wow! Oh, I, I, I cracked that one all the way through. <laughs> I have, I a, <laughs> I have okay. a pretty hard head, I guess. Okay, this is the last question, dear. Oh, so you my can. Goodness. Oh wow! All the eggs. So you can either win it all or lose, dear. So um, we'll see. Here we go. A scientist in a surrealist society kidnaps children to steal their dreams, hoping that they slow his aging process. Real. It is real. Yes! Whoa, you saved yourself. It's The City of Lost Children, 1995. Ron Perlman 
Sons of Anarchy, Hellboy. Oh, that's what he's also in. Yes, yes, yes. Well, wow. well, congratulations, dear. Yes. You only got a little messy, and you got very close with your eggs, dear. Yes, you can take them with you wait, if you like. Wait, can I tell you about the fly? Oh, yeah, tell me about the fly, dear. Yes, who's in the fly? Oh, my gosh, why can't I think of his name? Okay, so basically, it'll come to me. Basically, it's a man who's like a scientist um and he wants to um transport people so he can like move them to like a different space mm-hmm. but then wow i'm really bad at these descriptions but basically i need to look up who's in it but basically he ends up trying to to transform himself but he gets but a fly flies into the cage with him and he ends up turning into a fly. Oh my goodness. But it gracious. was a big time actor. Wow. Well, I mean, you have to start somewhere, dear. You, you need know, to watch this. That's Grammy. better than you the need porn. You watch this. You'll yeah. never look at a fly the same way. Oh goodness. I mean, got a huge it's fly Jeff Goldblum. Thing. Oh no. Yes. He did You've got this. to watch him turn into a fly. A fly. Is he, does it still look like him or it's like an animated fly? Uh, it's a real fly. It's a real fly. Yeah. All right. Well, I would watch it. Yeah, I, watch that with the, the evil condom. Yeah, with the evil condom and the refrigerator <laughs> and the hair extension. Yes. Well, we have learned a lot about about movies that we yes, probably we have, never Brandy. watch. Yeah. So I hope that you are in way better movies than these, dear. Thank so just you, have Brandy. high standards for yourself. All right? okay. I mean, the other ones are fine, but just not the condom one. All right, dear. Okay. Be, be classy. <laughs> so you are. You can take the eggs with you. Oh, wow. Yeah, I Yay. know. What a treat. And thank you so much for putting up with my granddaughter and, and being on the show. You're just lovely, dear. So good to see you, Grandma. Oh, thank you. I will be back every week oh. all the way from Indiana. Oh, wow. Yes, well, peace out. That's what the kids are saying. Yes, that's my oh, new sign-off line. Juices, Do- oh, that's a new one. Juices. Yeah. Juices, dears. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 